this time for the Blind Android Users Podcast from BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back and enjoy this podcast from a blindness perspective. Welcome to the Blind Android Users Second Podcast. I'm Dennis Long. I'm here with Warren Carr and Austin Pinto. And we have a very special episode for you today. Uh, earlier today, the uh, application uh, Good Maps Explorer was uh, released. And we have an interview with the founder of Good Maps Explorer and with JJ Meadow, who is also with Good Maps Explorer. And Mike May and JJ Meadow are here to talk to us about Good Maps Explorer. So welcome, JJ and Mike. Thank you for joining us. And here is their interview. Hello, we want to welcome you guys to our very special guests. We got two wonderful people, um, Mr. May, that's Mike May and JJ Meadow. And of course, that name probably sounds a bell to a lot of you guys. And uh, Mike and JJ, welcome to the Blind Android Users Podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. I feel like an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I want to let you know that we have a couple other hosts here from the podcast, and that's Dennis and Austin. Dennis? Hello. And Austin? Hi, everyone. This is Austin from India. All right. So I am the historian, and I'm Warren. And I would like to ask you guys, you know, that's JJ and Mike, what gave you guys the idea of Good Maps? So we're talking about a product called Good Maps that you guys have just released on the Play Store. Um, this was something that was on iOS first, and now you just released the app on the Play Store, and I am excited about it. And we would be spreading the word around um, on our mailing list and through this podcast. But I would like you guys to kind of give us a little background as to what led to this um, product. I know we used to have Nearby Explorer from you guys, and it seems like Nearby may be retired or is retiring on grounds of good maps. Sure. Well, thanks for having us on and happy new year present to everybody, all the Android users out there. Um, I'll give you the, the quick history thumbnail. I've been working on accessible GPS navigation since the 90s, starting with Arkenstone and then forming my own company, Sendero Group, and beginning with a backpack laptop version, moving to a Braille note, and then a mobile phone to the smartphones with Mobile Geo, uh, the company based in Spain, and then eventually on to the iPhone. I think we came out with CNI GPS in the US. It was called RNIB Navigator in the UK and uh, Guide Dogs. Uh, in uh, Australia, New Zealand, and that came out in 2012-ish. And uh, that carried on with Sendero Group. Um, I left and went off and did some blindness agency management for about three years in Seattle and then Wichita. And then I went to a meeting in, at which JJ was at as well, in Louisville yeah. in March of uh, 2018, um, 28 to 2019, excuse me. In March of 2019, we were at a consortium meeting of people interested in indoor navigation hosted by the American Printing House for the Blind. Good Maps, the company, was launched that week. Actually, at the time, it was called Access Explorer. And uh, I just uh, realized my passion, my calling was to get back into accessible navigation. And so one thing led to another, and I joined Good Maps in uh, July of uh, 2019 
and uh, and here we are. Uh, JJ, it's 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 amazing that, that things have happened so quickly since then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I noticed right away, and we'll get into this, is it does borrow a lot from some of the best of Nearby Explorer. I was one of the early Android beta users for Nearby. Talked about it for many, many years. That was always one of my proud, you know, this is one of the apps that we have and you don't <laughs> back when it was around 2011, <laughs> yeah. 2012. And I, I think that that history um, has, you know, is leading to what's kind of already here and what's coming now. We had a very rough version of indoor navigation that we were playing with down in Louisville over at the airport and at some of the museums. And now that's going to be taken to the next level. It was surprising that that nearby came out with an Android version first. There didn't, there wasn't an iOS version. And it made us mighty proud, uh, Mike. I was absolutely, you know, thrilled that you know at least we got something first. Because usually it's like we're at the bottom of barrel, you know, so to speak. And (laughs) seeing you guys uh, come out with it on Android for several years before it came to iOS and. And this time around, it's the other way around, but we didn't have to wait too long, did we? No, September was the release of iOS and December, the release of Android. So I, I think now with the two products uh, closely aligned, uh, I, I think you'll see that same sort of cadence going forward. And you mentioned um, you know, the, the legacy or the retirement of, of Nearby. Um, I mean, one of the things that happens, as I know from developing the scene, iGPS is that over years, you incorporate a lot of features, and most people use uh, the basic features, and they don't get into the, the the real offshoots that we add over time. So you may not have all of the features that you have in nearby incorporated into uh, the Explore app. But I think the good thing about modernizing an app and, and uh, creating it on our new platform, which is one of the reasons we really had to retire nearby is the map engine and things that were fundamental to that app uh, have been discontinued. And so you can't keep updating based on a platform that's no longer relevant. Uh, but uh, we hope that the the best features will uh, be incorporated into Explore and some of the others you probably won't miss if, if you don't really use them anyway. That's right. And um, so Dennis, uh, Austin, you guys have any questions before we, we proceed? So yeah. the nearby... The nearby Explorer app did not work in India. So is Good Maps going to work in the subcontinent because we have about 30% of our listeners from the subcontinent? Right. Let's hope so. Uh, I've really lamented that we didn't get our CNI GPS going in India, but one of the reasons was that there weren't as many iOS users. And so it was really necessary to be on Android in order to be widespread. So we'll have to see. Our our, our rollout plan is to uh, start with the UK, New Zealand, Australia, the English-speaking countries. We're now in the US and Canada, and um, we don't want to bite off more than we can chew, and we have to deal with localization issues. But it's certainly on the radar that this is there's a big market, and we'd like to see that happen, particularly since Explore is free. The other part of the equation might be uh, something you guys could help with as Android users in India, is we need venues for the indoor navigation. And uh, we can create all the wonderful functionality you want, but if there's no buildings to use it in, then it's it's not all that exciting. So we hope one of the things in launching in any country is that we'll have champions who will help 
go to building owners and go to the government and say, Here, here's a technology that helps our accessibility indoors. Uh, we need you guys to uh, help advocate for it. Okay, we will do yeah, that. Thanks. Because it, it, it definitely will make sense, you know, um, have those guys there, you know, collaborate with you guys in localizing uh, the app uh, in India, because like Austin says, you know, we have a bulk, well, as a majority of the Android users, when you look at the uh, population of India, it's huge. And so we have a lot of Android users out there. And so, um, uh, Mr. May, is that you know, because the strength of this or the focus of the uh, good maps, is it um, more on indoors or uh, can we also use it outdoors? Well, the focus is on indoors because that's the new frontier and that's where uh, the most development needs to be made, both in terms of developing maps, uh, implementing maps, mapping buildings, utilizing maps that already exist. There's a lot of work to be done. In that area, the outdoor navigation is a, a, a more known uh, commodity, if you will. There's so many yeah. different apps, but I think the important thing is, if we can, we want users not to have to switch apps when you're outdoors and then have to switch to a different indoor app. And exactly. there's a couple of apps that that do indoor only, and that's what you'd have to do. So that's our goal: is to have a good integrated product and make it easier for people. Simplicity is really important. It is, yeah. and I, I'd love to see you know um, such a thing because that truly makes sense. You know, so I I don't have to use two apps. I'm outdoor. I need to fire this one up. I'm indoors. I need to fire this one out. So I think that's a good idea that you guys are thinking along that line. So Dennis, you are trying to ask a question. Yeah. Now, um, two questions come to mind. There was about a three month time gap between the iOS and Android version. Is that going to be the case going forward that it's going to take several months for updates to come from iPhone to Android? Um, we'll have to see. I mean, the first time around is a higher learning curve. I mean, our team hadn't even submitted to the Play Store before. And, you know, does it take two days? Does it take a week? So these these things will have been learned the first go around. Our goal is to make it uh, as short a gap as possible. We purposefully built the app on React Native so that the features would be similar between indoor and outdoor. There are some fundamental differences that you have to cope with. Uh, there's a different, the, you have the AR core for the camera processing in the Android phones and AR kit. And so when you have these different modules, it's not just straight code use that you can flip from one to the other, even if you have a common platform like React Native. Okay. Just to, just to go on top of that a little bit, as, as far as the two versions, I, I think one of the things I'm really impressed with is how similar they are. So if you do jump from device to device, um, maybe I'm one of the rare people that has both sitting in front of me on my desk. I but never spoke, JJ. They are both, they are very similar. They're very similar. Yes. Almost identical. Yes. Now, the one thing I noticed, at least, um, that that is missing is the transit feed. Is that something that I know that was a real popular feature of the nearby Explorer? Is that something you're planning to add into Good Maps Explorer? And if so, what's a rough timeline of when people could expect that? Well, believe me, as somebody who's added features for many, many years, I've got a, a huge laundry list, and uh, I can just tell the people in the company, the developers roll their eyes when I start talking about this feature and that feature. And, um, so one of the questions, I mean, yes, the answer is 
the transfer feed is definitely high on our list. One of the things that you would have to ask when implementing these things is, do we need to have it in the app itself or is an external version good enough? So for example, the same question arises with routing. Uh, right now it's set up, so if you set a destination, you can choose Apple or Google Maps as an external to, to do the routing. So it flips off and uses those and you can run explore in the background so you get the best of both worlds. Do we go to the expense and the time of building routing into our app or do we continue to use the external ones? And the same thing applies for transit feeds. Are, are they good enough in these other apps? And there's some pretty good third-party apps uh, for the, that handle transit quite well. Do we, need to, do we need to build it in or not? And that's something that will be interested to hear some user feedback it's, on. It's a full-time job. Just think of now with COVID and how much transit systems are changing and updating their, their schedules. It's that's a full-time job almost just to keep transit feeds updated. So when you have apps that are already doing that, I think it very well might make sense to, to connect with one of them. And, and as Mike said, you can run this in the background. That's what I do with Nearby is I would have Google Transit or the maps, the transit feature of Google Maps running because it will tell you how many stops until your stop. And then I had Nearby in the background, and now I can do Good Maps, um, or actually in the foreground, giving me the kind of the dashboard at the same time. So I think that combination might still be the way to go, at least for now. Yeah. Well, my take on the external apps like Apple and Google routing is that they focus on what a sighted person wants to know, obviously, and they don't want to have too much verbosity. So when it gets to an intersection, they just say, turn. And what we want to know as blind people is, well, what's the name of the street? And did I turn on the right street or did I go too far or too short? Exactly. We want some, some prompting and some updating, and that's what we can provide. And if we can get that just through the internet intersection announcements and the heading announcements, in Explore, then I think we cover both bases between the two different apps. I agree. I think that would be the best of both worlds. Yeah. It definitely would be good um, if we, you know, have, because I think one of the problems that we have as blind people, you know, we want to be able to learn the streets as we go on. And I think um, one of the problems or some of the problems with some of the uh, solutions that we have is that, you know, either they're not telling us, uh, you know, the streets that we're crossing or, or something to that effect. But when we have something that tells me I am now crossing X, Y, Z, and then when my turn is coming up, turn right on X, Y, Z. And that just makes sense to me. And I think that's a great feature. Absolutely. That's what we, we really want to do to have, have both of those types of things going on. Dennis, you are trying to say something. Sorry. I think that what, what they're wanting to do is the best of both worlds. Make it um, user configurable. Different people are going to need different things. Some people are going to want more information. Some people are going to be better with metrics. Some people are going to be better with, you know, you, you, you want to make it configurable, I think is the biggest thing. Well, definitely, if it's going to be expanding to uh, other countries, you know, we use the... Um, uh, the uh, imperial system here in the United States and, you know, people to the north of us in Canada and the, you know, UK and other places use the imperial, uh, I'm sorry, the metric system. So definitely, I think in their areas, it would be by default, you know, their measurement or one could go in and change it just like we used to do in nearby Explorer, right? Right. <clears throat> the, the, the 
the rabbit hole you get into is that uh, when there's a debate about something, should we do it this way or that way? Everybody says, well, just make it configurable. So then pretty soon you have this incredibly long list of uh, settings and configurations. And most people use the default. So if you can make something a default because 95% of the people use it that way, in the long run, it keeps the list from getting the configuration, the settings list from becoming too long. And, you know, I kind of, you know, with the configuration thing, um, in as much, I love, love uh, the nearby Explorer, but for a beginner, that app was too much to configure that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people didn't quite know how to uh, configure that. I remember, you know, uh, helping a, a buddy of mine, you know, because um, I think that most people want something that just get up and go, you know, not too much. Just tell it where I'm going and let's go there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And this, this is the thing people love about the apps where, you, you know, it's built in and you can just press a button and say, give me directions to 123 Main Street. And it, it takes off and it gives you uh, directions. It tells you where to turn. It doesn't give you the details. So that's why we need to get back to running both of our apps. You make a good point. <laughs> on nearby on, on that dashboard, that dashboard was so complete that it didn't even fit on the screen. You have to scroll down to get all of the <laughs> the, right. the points of information. And it's amazing. But, you know, I think to take some of the best parts of nearby, um, take the uh, the uh, the look around feature that we have now on good maps. That's, that's my that, favorite. Uh, it was buried. That is a great feature. I used it. I love it. Today, just to see what was around me. Now, one thing yeah. I did. I tried granting permissions just once, just to see what it would do. It did not like that at all. That would make sense to me. Yeah, I think for most GPS apps, you're going to need to do it, at least while using the app. Well, then I tried that, and it didn't like that. It kept, kept rumbling at me that it wanted it to uh, be Probably that could be the better, though. Um, but it's definitely one of my <clears throat> favorites of the app, you know, the look around and then having the ability to say, okay, I want to go there. You know, that place that I just found a little coffee shop down the street and I'm kind of thirsting for something. <laughs> so I want to go there. Yeah. So let's go. So I think this is really good. And I don't see any other, you know, uh, GPS apps that we have, especially for us on, on Android, you know, that, that has such a feature. So this is definitely a welcome feature. I, I personally just really like it. It is. And it, it, it is very well done. And I have a Dunkin' Donuts, I think, 135 feet from me. I'm like two doors away from a Dunkin' Donuts. And then immediately found it and told me where it was. I mean, it is absolutely very well done, and this is only going to get better. Right, and that database uh, for points of interest is Foursquare. And I think over time, we're, we're hoping to enrich the data content by adding other providers. Uh, there's more and more companies that are going into deeper content. And so it's not only the restaurant name you can get the, the restaurant menu. And then maybe you, uh, there could be accessibility flags to tell you, do they have a braille menu? Do they have an accessible bathroom? Uh, all of these kinds of flags are things that we, we'd really like to see the content enhanced. Uh, there's sidewalk data. Like there's a company in Seattle um, that does open sidewalks. Uh, and that's something else as it expands around the country will be important to, to have that sidewalk detail. You go into an app like uh, Soundscape and their database uh, says a lot about crosswalks. 
so the content is all out there. It's just how do we aggregate it into one place? You know, that sounds question and where you're trying to take this. And I think if we revisit this in another two years, this is going to take leaps and bounds and really be an even better than it is today. And it's great today. So I'm excited to see where it can go. It is exciting. You see, you see things like LiDAR being included in the iPhone uh, 12 Pro and, and other devices. Um, the uh, SuperSense, I don't know if that's on Android or not, but that's, you know, like, C is it? It actually started on Android, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they, um, <clears throat> the fact that they're now, uh, I was just reading yesterday about uh, using LiDAR for identifying where people are. And even if people have masks on, um, these are all kinds of things that technology can bring even more more uh, rich content to our devices. I think we, we're in for a good treat. And I am particularly happy with the direction that this thing has taken. And I am really looking forward to you know playing with it because we're going to be demonstrating it here. Um, because right now we're just talking about it and we haven't uh, shown people anything about it, but um, we will be including the Play Store URL in our show notes. And uh, then the following week, we're gonna dedicate it to, um, uh, you know, to the app. I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, showing people uh, how this thing works because it's, it's gonna be phenomenal. Great, and we're looking forward to getting feedback from users as uh, it gets out into more and more people's hands. Now, when is this going to be live in the Play Store? It's uh, it's in process, so I think by the time uh, this airs, um, people should have it. Or if they if it isn't for some unknown reason, then um, it would be shortly. Yes. Okay. So we're really and looking forward to that. It is free. Is that the plan to if we can stay free? Yes, absolutely. The app is free, and in fact, if other apps, uh, navigation apps, accessible navigation, navigation apps want to use the data, we will make it available to them as well. The idea is that the venues are going to be the ones that pay for uh, their, the mapping in their venues, and that's how the, that's the business model for Good Maps, uh, but the app will remain free. Because I think one of the drawbacks that we have as blind people, you know, is you go to a mall or, you know, back in the days when we were allowed to go to malls, by the way, I don't know when that would be again, but, you know, you, <laughs> you go to a mall or you go to a hotel and you're trying to find your way and it's kind of really um, hard to find your way, most especially. I recall going to, you know, um, I think a holiday in um I think that was in Fresno, California, some years ago in the 90s. And I'm telling you, at the end of the convention, which was like a week, it was at that time that I was just beginning to learn the layout of the hotel. And it just, I'm like, gosh, it's, it's over. And I'm just beginning to know the place. So it's not good for a blind person not knowing a place. But if we have this and, you know, more indoor mapping is done, I think this is gonna be a great product for all of us. Absolutely, you think of window shopping, going through a mall, and most of us, it's like get in, get out, because you can't really enjoy uh, window shopping, and that's gonna be more and more possible. Uh, same thing, getting around in airports on your own, or at, a lot of these conventions you're talking about, Warren, are held at casinos. And they're yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> they're purposely made so people can't escape. <laughs> so that's what I want to make it easier. Thing, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> so, and most especially, you know, Mike, you're out there in Nevada. You know, you never know. You could 
That's right. We're going to yeah. definitely get some casinos mapped. There we go. So, well, uh, you boys, you have any more questions for our guests? So people in India, if they want to help you with indoor navigations and all, how they can like con contact or contribute, how that will be done? Well, our, our website is goodmaps.com <clears throat> and the app is Explore. Uh, so they could write us at info at goodmaps.com. And uh, we've, we've had interest already for some people from, from India. Uh, I hear regularly from this, uh, this guy named Jijish. I don't know if you know him, but um, he's been, been uh, trying to get navigation apps into India for a long time. And uh, so we, we'd, we'd like to cooperate. As I say, we just don't want to um, bite off more than we can chew until we're ready. But it helps if we have champions in the country because we will need to get some major locations mapped and that'll be maybe the launching point if we can get one big building something well known that brings a lot Mahal or something like that yeah yeah perfect. that'd be cool <laughs> yeah yeah i think and i'll have to, to go there and test it i was just gonna say yeah, it's like a <laughs> testing project uh -huh. but that that email for anyone too i mean not just people in india the info at goodmaps.com i mean definitely send in your feedback um all the android users uh represent and let, let, let them let uh, uh good maps know what you think because they're excited to, to have this. No, I mean, I'm very excited to have it. I'm hoping that, um, you know, next year or in a year or two, we definitely come back and revisit this. And you're more than welcome to come back on when you have big announcements. We definitely would love to feature you and feature your new changes and announcements. Anytime you want to come on, definitely do get in touch. We'll keep you posted. Thanks very much for having us on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And you know, guys, thank you so much. It, it was such an honor having you guys, um, you know, honoring us by coming on. We are thrilled to have you guys. And, you know, at least I finally got to speak with JJ and Mike, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty proud of you guys and what you are doing. And thank you so much for uh, joining us today. And also, I want to add, we just started a new podcast. So you are the first person to be interviewed on the show. All right. Thank you. Very cool. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. That was an awesome interview. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And now we're going to hand things off to Warren. Warren, I think you're going to demo uh, Good Maps Explorer. Is that correct? I think I would love to demo the app. I would have loved to actually be demonstrating it while I'm walking. Uh, however, uh, because it's kind of getting a little lit and kind of getting so dark out there, I am just going to bring up the app on my phone and for compatibility sake, I decided to install it on my Pixel 2. In other words, what I'm trying to say here is that you can install it on any phone, any Android phone. Um, I, I think just about every Android phone. Uh, let me go out on a limb and say that. But so I'm going to bring it up on my Pixel 2 XL here. and. When you install the app, the icon on your screen is going to say Explore. So you're not going to see anything that says Good Maps. Instead, you're going to find an icon that says Explore. So let's find that, that explore. explore. There it is. Home screen 505. Explore. Good Maps. Accessibility for the blind or visually impaired. So when you launch it, you hear that good maps, you know, and reverberates. It's a really nice echoey reverberation there. So this is the first page that good maps explore is optimized for use with TalkMag, a screen reader available from the Android accessibility suite. Install it for free from the Play Store. 
So in other words, um, it has a button for you to install it from the Play Store. Uh, that's the accessibility suite. In other words, it's telling you it works well with TalkBack. And, and if you don't have TalkBack, then you can install TalkBack from the Play Store. And there's a button here that if you tap on that button, install from the Play Store, that will take you to the accessibility suite page on Google um, Google Play uh, to install TalkBack. But since I already have TalkBack installed, I'm not going to tap on that. So instead of, you know, tapping install, button, go to Play Store. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to tap on skip. Welcome. Quickly swipe down and to the right to read whole page. Skip tutorial button. So here we have, we can go through the tutorials or we can skip the tutorials. And probably we should let it go through the tutorials a little bit. Um, so you guys hear what, what it says. Okay. Built from the ground up with visual impairment in mind. Explorers optimized for on-screen gestures with Android's talkback. So I'm, I'm swiping through the tutorials. Explore provides location information as you move through indoor venues or outdoor spaces. Okay. Outdoors, Explore will notify you of your direction, nearest address, upcoming intersection, and nearby voice. At any time, how-to tutorials, including this tutorial, are available on the More page. All right. The app's main tabs are located on the navigation bar at the bottom of the screen. Happy navigating. Exit tutorial button. Turn on location and Bluetooth services. So after you exit the tutorial, or if you decided to skip the tutorial, the next page that it will bring you to is all the permissions um, stuff. So you need to give it permissions, uh, most especially for location, if you want it to know where your house is and if you want it to know where you want to go and things like that. So um, here is the page with uh, permissions uh, stuff. Maps Explore needs permission to view your location via GPS and Bluetooth. This lets the app pinpoint your location in order to give accurate directions and location information when the app is open or running in the background. Okay. Ask for permissions button. And I could say, okay, ask for permissions and Allow what? Allow Explore to access this device's location. This app may want to access your location all the time, even when you're not using the app. Allow in settings. And I could say, using the app button. I tap on allow Explore. while I'm open using the app button. and now that I tap on um, allow my location access while I'm using the app then we have safety disclaimer as with all GPS programs be aware that the information can be unreliable GPS navigation is one of several orientation tools and is no replacement for your mobility and orientation skills tools and techniques it is recommended that you do not interact with Good Maps Explore when you are moving. Do not wear headphones that cover or are in your ears. Do not walk, travel, or ride while distracted. Okay, so it's just the normal disclaimers and things like that. And um, so open terms of use button. you could open that. Open privacy policy. Accept safety disclaimer terms and privacy policy. Checkbox. Not checked. So I'm going to check that. Checked. I have read and agree to comply with the safety disclaimer, terms of use, and privacy policy above. Okay. Tap to continue button. I tap here to save continue. Good Maps Explorer will save your configuration preferences and favorite points of interest. Choose an account where this data will be saved. So you can, if you have multiple accounts, then you can choose what account you want to put it to, um, to save that info on. Like, you know, I usually would have two accounts or maybe three accounts on my phone or whatever but i think on this phone i just have one and i'll just go ahead and tap okay okay so i'm gonna sign in because it seems like it wants me to sign in 
Uh, so give me, I'm going to mute myself here while I sign in. So I'll be right back. While Warren is signing in, I would, I would like to make a point that if anyone from the subcontinent tries to install the app as of today, that is December 24th, it will say that this app is not available in your country and they will slowly start rolling it out to all the countries in the world. And once it rolls out to the subcontinent, I will let you all know through our podcast. So stay tuned. Okay, so I am now on a page that, you know, hey. This app wants to access your location all the time, even when you're not using the app. Allowance settings. Want to keep while the app is in use. Button. Loading. Explore. Location tutorial. Quickly swipe down then to the right to read whole page. Skip tutorial. Button. So I'm going to skip running. the tutorial. App. Location. Heading. Okay. 99 feet ahead to North Tacoma Street. Now I am in the menu I of the uh, app and now the reason why it's saying that is because I'm on the location tab and so if I you know if I move my phone you know in a certain direction then it will be reading things that it sees in that direction so at the bottom we got this tab so we have to the bottom left we have the location tab which is the one that is currently selected now and then to the right of that, we have favorites tab, the favorites tab. And then to the right of that, look around tab, it's a look around. If I tap here, I skip that tutorial. Heading, southwest, North Tacoma Street, 91 feet, the Mattress Factory, 616 feet, East Moxie Avenue, South Tyler Street, 830. So I'm going to turn my phone the other way. West, East Natchez Avenue, South Tyler Street, 418 feet, East Anna Claire Way, South Tyler Street, 449 feet, Holy Rosary, 496 feet, Spokane Street, East Yakima Avenue, 978 feet, Canoco, Southwest. I turn it. West. Holy Rosary, 497 feet. Well, uh, and I'll move it back again. So, you get the idea. So now, there's more tab. And the more tab, when you tap on that more tab, basically think of it like settings. Uh, or it brings up items that you can configure this app to your liking. And in here, we have things like Tutorials. Tutorials. Launch Be My Eyes. External link. Button. You could launch Be My Eyes. About this app. External About link. Terms of use. External terms of link. use. Privacy policy. Privacy. Community discussion. Button. Community discussion. You could go in here and, you know, interact with other users of the app. Support and feedback. External link. Button. Support and feedback. What's new? External link. Button. What's new? Version 1.3 release. And the version location number. And so we're back to, you know, location at the bottom. Favorites and tab. then favorites. Unselected. Look around. Tab. Look around. More tab. And Unselected. more tabs. So that is it Share about that, that app. Um, so if I want to, uh, you, can, you can virtualize, you know, things in here where you, you know, if you're not able to go outside, you can just use the explore and just go in and look at, you know, maybe indoor stuff, maybe even in Kentucky, like in the Louisville area, you can go to the American Printing House there and even look at what, what they have and things like that. So let's see. So in favorites, 
quickly swipe down then to the right. Favorites tutorial. The favorites tab. Favorite place will you can favor to create an outdoor favorite poet. Select create from the favorite tab. Name it and save it. So let's say you want to go to a destination. Here's where you're going to choose it. And so place that you create will appear in location information and look around like other poets. There we go. Access your favorites by going to the favorites tab. Okay. Exit tutorial button. And I exit the tutorial. So what I'm trying to say is each time you tap on any of these uh, tabs, it can bring up the tutorial and you can choose in the configuration if you don't want to see those tutorials again. Um, but every time you launch, if you haven't, if you leave things in the defaults, you launch uh, any of these, it's going to bring up a little short tutorial and you can choose to skip the tutorial if you don't want to. So now that I've tapped on the favorites, Add a favorite from a POI detail page by choosing add as favorite. It will appear on this location tab. Okay. Button create. So this create, that's to create um, uh, a location and that's found on the near right top side of the screen. And favorites heading. so to the left of it, it just says favorites heading. So I'm going to move my finger to the right corner. Button create. It says button create, which could be create button. So I tap here. Now that I tap there, you are creating a favorite poem at your current location. This poem will only be visible to users on this device. So, name new favorite edit box. So, let's say this is my home. Showing I'm going to call it home. Voice input. My home. My home edit box editing name new favorite done for keyboard editing. So, I named it my home and I click done on my keyboard. You are creating a favorite poem at your current location. Button save. All right. So, after you finish uh, creating on the top right corner, there is a save. So I'm going to tap on save. And now, here under the options for the place we created, you know, you could make it warmer. So in, in other words, as you're getting closer to it, you're going to hear um, either sounds or whatever you choose to make it let you know that you're getting closer make there. This my virtual location button. And you can make it virtual delete location. And you can make this my delete favorite you button. can delete it if you don't want to. So now you created my home as a favorite poet. This poet is only visible to users on this device. All right. Back button. So I'm gonna go favorite back and favorite location tab. I'm gonna go back to location heading. and now I'm gonna tap on favorites. Favorites tab. See head what favorites. I have. Heading. My home favorite five feet southeast button. So that's that's how you create your places. Let's say I want to create a place to go to the post office. I'll go in here to the favorites, create it, and then save it. That is how you go about with this app. And then next time you want to navigate to it, you just go back into the favorites, find it, tap on it, and choose get directions. And when you tap on get directions, what you're going to have is either you're going to use Apple navigation for those who are using uh, the Fruitvale, the iOS, and or Google navigation. And for those of us on Android, always has to be Google Maps. So once you do that, it will launch Google Maps and near, um, nearby. Explore rather will be in the background when the uh, Google Maps is running and then Explore is giving you information in the background as we discussed with these guys on the interview. So that's a little quick overview of it. I'm not going to let you um, suffer through this anymore. <laughs> it's a great app. I want you to try it, go out and get it if you're uh, here in the U.S. or in Canada. Uh, it's available to you on the Play Store. And of course, as these guys indicated, it's going to be going out there to the U.K., New Zealand, 
Australia, you know, um, you know, some of the English speaking countries, and hopefully we'll see it in India too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the biggest thing is it, it, that people have to realize it, is that it is going to take time to roll out. But again, you know, if there's things you want to see, definitely reach out to the developers and let them know because they don't know if you don't reach out and tell them. The worst answer you're going to get is no. So it does not hurt to reach out with your questions, concerns. Um, one thing I'd like to see in there would be transit feeds and bus stops. I think that would be very useful. So we'll see if that happens. Um, hopefully it does. And if you have questions or things you would like to see featured on our podcast, please do send us a message at contact us at blindandroidusers.com. That's contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, us, U-S, at blindandroidusers.com. Hey, Austin, you have anything you want to say? I just want to add that if you are living in the subcontinent, you can contact the people at Good Maps and help them out by telling owners of hotels and buildings that we want indoor navigation. And then that would make it faster to, to get this product rolled out in the subcontinent. I also would like to tell you that you you have to, you can subscribe to a mailing list. The address to do that is blind android users plus subscribe at groups.io and you know what we want to wish everybody a merry christmas this is a wonderful week if you are someone who celebrate uh, celebrates christmas uh, we want to wish you you know a merry christmas and uh, those that don't celebrate christmas you know we also want to wish you whatever it is that you celebrate there um just have a happy time and so it's a great, great week for those of us that celebrate Christmas. I want to wish everybody a happy new year as well. I don't know if we're doing a podcast next week. If so, we might be a little uh, festive and merry. <laughs> merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Blind Android Users Podcast. I hope you liked the show. And I hope you enjoyed all that we had to offer in this episode. Until next time, stay safe and happy podcasting.